Let's go. already. Oh my gosh. Unbelievable. Joining us here in the studio tonight. Nah, that's not it. We don't do that one. Let's do the other one. Let's see. Here we go. Because I'm, I'm, I've got a couple of fingers of Lafroig. I'm sure Mr. Becker was Kovacier. Oh, very, very um, nice. Yes. Very nice. <laughs> it's another, we can't another get... happy Thursday evening around the holiday Yule log here at Kayak <laughs> Radio. The holiday Yule log. So, welcome. It's been a couple of weeks here. Holidays and all that. We'll probably be taking some holiday too with the uh, Christmas and uh, New Year's, but uh, we'll uh, we'll see how that goes out, but. How's the weather down your way, man? Actually, it's been pretty nice. We had uh, a few cool days at the beginning of last week before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. It was down in the uh, down into the 50s and 60s, down the upper 30s and 40s at night. Right. But, uh, today was 80, 82 and sunny, a little bit of a stiff breeze out of the uh, east northeast. But uh, I know that caused some early issues with the uh, with the Orion uh, launch over at Cape Canaveral this morning that eventually wound up being scrubbed because of a fuel valve issue. I was but, watching uh, that today. Yeah, I was, actually, I, I, was, I was actually out in the field at uh, 7 o'clock this morning at 0700 waiting for the uh, you know the 12.04 Zulu initial launch time and spent the next two and a half hours out there staring at the blue sky and you know watching the sunrise <laughs> and everything else. But I'll do the well, same thing again tomorrow just because. Yeah. So... Yeah, we're uh, we got up to uh, seventy four today. Very nice. Which uh, is quite a bit above the mean for this time of year. I think normally our sixty nine is in the ninetieth percentile for this time of year, but it's supposed to get a little cooler this weekend. We got a little wind coming, but not too bad. Maybe a little rain, uh, slight drizzle on Saturday, which uh, we won't speak too loud. Um, actually, it's dropped down to maybe a bit, oh, not even about 20% chance, 10, 20%. We got a shoot on Saturday morning, so, oh, looks like our, uh, our buddy from the Northeast has arrived. Let's see, what can we do for him? Let's see, it's, uh. <laughs> hey Matt. Hey, good evening, Chip. Yeah, my my That's lips are a little dumb. It is kind of chilly up here. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, man, you guys have been taking it crazy up there. Yeah. So, been a while. Been a while uh, since we've been on the radio. And is it like, yeah, well, you know, holidays and stuff. Yeah, now it's uh, good to be back. Yeah. And uh you got uh got floods happening up there as as the uh, six feet of snow melts from uh I have there in Buffalo. <laughs> I know, right? Holy cow, Ooh. man. Uh, they'll be fine, they're used to that stuff. They're used to all that? Okay. All right. <laughs> not really, but not really, but 
we'll we'll say they are. So, um, what are you wrestling with there, Mister Becker? Oh, is is that, that you? Bad? Yeah, sounded like you were like fighting with your mic or something. No, I wasn't touching anything. No, was it you? I'm sorry, I'm sticking to it. Okay, all right. Anyways, so uh, who's done any fishing? I know Matt hasn't, unless it was ice fishing. Uh, I didn't go out last weekend, but I went out the weekend prior to that. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. It and was, it was nice to get out, but the water was only about 36 degrees. <laughs> so, Dang. Her. Yeah, I, it was the first time I got skunked and didn't have one bite all day. I wasn't even marking bait. All the fish, I guess, were just hanging on the bottom. It was so cold. They had a fire going down there and everything, man. They were like, we're not getting up there. It's too cold, man. It was a strange phenomenon because it's kind of early for that cold water temp. And um, yeah. actually, a day and a half after I went fishing in, uh, in that area, the water went back up to 48 degrees. I, I don't get it. Huh. Must have been a, a strange it, it was too cold for fishing. Way too cold. I mean, well, winter flounder might have been around, but I, I didn't think we'd be winter flounder fishing already. Yeah. I know there were... It seems like some of the flounder, some of the guys I talked to down in Pensacola area, Panama City, that, that there's some flounder moving in down there. But, I mean, it's not cold water down there. So. Well, those are the summer flounder. They're moving down. The winter, flinter, uh, the winter flounder are moving from north into here now. They come down here uh, to spawn. And they they spawn in the uh, late winter, early spring, and then they head back up as the water warms up. Oh. But uh, the winter flounder, they pretty much live up uh, Cape Cod area and north. Right. So um, it was, I think it was you, Matt, that posted that uh, that little spray tank thing on Facebook. Yeah, that, you? that thing's pretty neat, right? That was a pretty cool idea, man. Did you see that, uh, Becker? Uh, I was going to say, what did I miss? What did you miss? Let's see here. Let me find Matt's page there and see what it was. It's it's he called posted. the uh, Rinse Kit. The Rinse Kit, Got a little kit, video yeah. that I posted up there. Oh, oh, yes, I did see that. Yep. Yeah. That was pretty cool, man. A nice idea, That's you know, put neat. in a little pressurized tank there and... Oh. It's pretty neat. Uh, Jameson Redding from Jackson Kayak, he actually uh, discovered that, and he asked uh-huh. us to spread it around to the kayak fishing world. And, um, yeah, I, I thought it was really cool. And, um, I mean, it's $85, but, I mean, that's nothing if you're washing down your gear with, as soon as you get off the water. I mean, it's, it's saving your gear, prolonging right. the life if you're a saltwater fisherman, so... It's definitely worth its weight in, in, in cash there, but um, it's pretty cool. You, you hook it up to your house, you fill it up, and um, it's it basically runs off the the water pressure that the, the uh, that was it was filled with from the house spigot. Right. And uh, it's it's like a little plastic box. Looks like kind of like a tackle box. Uh, I don't know what is it like uh, twelve inch high by twelve inch wide by like fourteen inches long, something like that. Yeah, it's like a little Rubbermaid and, uh, box. Yeah, it comes with a hose. Yeah, I assume and a it's probably a rubber uh, bladder in there, right? Probably. It's like no rubber. Hmm. They say there's no bladder or anything. No moving parts, no bladder. It just pressurizes inside that ru- inside that hard case, which is pretty hmm. neat. So it's just a sealed tank, and then as you as you pressurize you. It's probably got some ambient pressure in it, and then as you put hook up the house right. hose to it, whatever the pressure is there, it just transfers it in, puts it under. Yeah, I mean, I'm really not sure how it works without without it blowing up something, you know. But right. They, they say that there's no bladders or anything like like that inside there. Yeah, that would actually be pretty cool at my house because I've got about 85 pounds of uh, 85 pounds per square inch of water pressure at my hose bib outside. <laughs> so I could probably take that little I could take that little thing and then pressure wash the side of the house with it. I could just start dragging a hose. Yeah. You know, I could like you know, I could chip paint. Yeah. Like yeah, last time I did the car I cut out some wider wheel wells on the as I was washing the car, so 
Castile with it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It blasts a hole in the side of your kayak with it. It's no joke, man. It's crazy. I mean, we got to, we had to actually, we moved into the new house here. Uh, We actually had to change one of the shower heads because, you know, when they moved, they took their good shower heads with them. So they just put a little basic one on one of the little little basic needle heads. Right. The first time somebody tried to take a shower under that with the full water pressure, uh, you know, it felt like the flayed them, you know, it was ripping the skin off because it's a little middle needle thing. So we had to put a little, uh, something a little more skin friendly in, in the, uh, in the shower. <laughs> nice. So yeah, it says on the website for the rinse kit, it's not going to be available till uh, February, which is too bad. Right. Cause I, I thought about putting that on my Christmas list, but, yeah. um, it looks really cool. Yeah, they like they say it holds about a gallon and a half to two gallons of water. So uh, I don't know how long the pressure lasts or anything like that. There, the, there's two videos on YouTube that I've seen, and they don't show you really the extent of the rinse kit losing pressure. So I'm not sure how. They say you can wash off two people like that are wearing dry suits with no problem. Right. Uh, so I don't know if that's just a quick rinse or it's that's like a, a shower for two people, but. No, it's like a gallon and a half water. It's a quick rinse. Yeah, no, it's good. Just uh, that's enough to get your uh, get your fishing rods taken care of and all that. Sure. So, pretty cool. Good idea. What else have we learned this week? Hmm. I don't know. Oh, here's a new uh, weather site for folks that like to look at the weather and stuff. Weatherspark.com. I don't know if anybody's seen that before, but it's got some real, real kind of pretty graphics and stuff. Weatherspark.com. Interesting. I have not seen uh, that. Yeah, interesting website. Uh, got different graphs and stuff. NOAA. You can uh, get you can get NOAA forecasts. WWO World Weather Online. Norwegian Meteorological Institute. You'd like to get their get their input, but has a nice radar page, a little Windows section there. So everybody likes looking at weather and stuff, right? Yeah, as long as, it, as, long it as it says it's going to nice, be good. Uh, graph there, it's pretty neat. Yeah, and then it's got like some historical stuff, and there's all kinds of different things you can pull up on it. So. Just put your zip code in there or whatever. You can see historical weather data and stuff. As I'm looking right now, see what... Let's see. Uh, yeah, everything's interactive, too, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Looks like... It actually looks like meteorological data with the, the bar charts and all that kind of stuff. Looks like some of the graphs look like you're looking at an old flasher <laughs> for... For the yeah. bottom machine, you know. But, <laughs> as long as I, I don't could... have to send it to my printer and it prints out real time, we're good. Right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, so what What else? I mean, any fishing reports from anybody that you've heard around? I mean, you, you said the water warmed back up a bit, right? The stripers moving in, the winter flounder, anybody giving reports yet up there? From what I understand up here, the stripers are pretty far offshore, five miles minimum, and there's just a wall of warm water um, stretching out from basically uh, Cape May, which is the uh, the southernmost uh, peninsula of New Jersey there, and straight south. So the bass are kind of just held up with that warm water down there. It's like still 60 degrees. Uh, the bass need like the magic number of like the low 50s to move. Right. So um, they're probably not seeing really much bass action down uh, at the Chesapeake Bay Bridge area of uh, Virginia Beach and Norfolk, that whole area yet. Hmm. So if you want to catch bass, you just need a, a boat to get a little offshore a little bit. And, right. Uh, should be should be there, good pickings. But up here, not much. I haven't heard much good reports. Hmm. How about down your way there, uh, Greg? Any uh, any reports from the locals? Have you been fishing? Uh, you know, I I have not been fishing, 
and if you like, you can take that as a clue for content to come later in the show. But uh, <laughs> I've heard of folks, you know, folks are catching redfish, trout, and snooks. Uh, I was out uh, checking out uh, Kelly Phillips, uh, owner of Full Bay Rods, just bought a place a little while ago in Apollo Beach, moved down here from Lakeland, a place on one of the canals. And while he and I were standing out on the dock throwing a couple prototype bull bays and checking out the action, uh, he had been telling me about a couple of schools of jacks that had been cruising around in the canal to Preval Jack. I thought, well, you know, maybe one of them will, uh, you know, one of them will stop by and visit the top water while I'm throwing it out here. And uh, looked to my right and said, oh, there's, there's a school of jacks. Now, wait a minute. A school of probably 75 to 100 upper and over slot redfish. Really? cruising by right in front of his dock. Wouldn't look at anything I had on or anything he had on a throw at him, but it was just a huge school going up into the dead end of the canal and just swirled back, went back out into the bay. And hmm. uh, I took that as a sign from God that uh, it's, it's the time where they're schooled up on the flats and moving around into the, you know, they're cruising looking for looking for the bait fish. So, uh, interesting wow. topic. Yeah, interesting topic there, because we're, uh, I'm not sure, we, we've got a campsite set up for the uh, the Christmas week, but I don't know if I want to go all the way down to the Keys, so. Yeah, long uh, ride. Yeah, it is. I mean, can usually get to uh, Simmons in about uh, six and a half, seven hours. And it's another <laughs> another six and a half, seven hours from there to the Keys. Yep, on a good day. Yeah. So, I don't know. And then, uh, let's see, in other news, you got the uh, Adventure Fishing World Championship that has uh, announced the location for next year, which is going to be Delacroix, Louisiana. And if uh, if you were uh, a participant last year or the first year, you should have got an email inviting you to uh, put in your uh, your uh, put in your information and set up your team. I'm not too sure though. I mean, De La Croix, Louisiana. It's not too far. But it looks interesting on the map. So, but, but I don't know. It's uh, Easter weekend. That's one of the things that it's kind of you know they're like, well, you know, we're fighting tides and all that kind of stuff. So, and I think that it's probably going to be rather challenging as compared to last year. Right. So, I don't know. But so adventure fishing. Well, you know, there's always the option. What's that? Sorry, I said that was saying there's always the option. You know, some people talked about it last year that uh, for those kinds of world class destinations, uh, if you get there and you you don't get into it quickly to the point where you can be successful uh, in in the overall event, um, that's still the kind of place where it would not suck to just go fishing. Yeah. Exactly. So, well, I guess we're going to lose. <laughs> oh, well, oh, another 48-inch redfish. <laughs> Doggone <Okay>. it. <laughs> and there's like, looks to be another 50 or 60 of them just sitting over there. <laughs> Waiting for my Zara spook. Here it yep. comes, boy. <laughs> oh. So that's there. We also have uh, the... Uh, uh, the uh, not really spring, but late winter, the President's Day Boondoggle, which will be in Flamingo, Florida. Which here I was like jumping the gun, thinking, you know, I talked to Woody and he said, "Oh yeah, we're probably going to do it again in Flamingo," and I went ahead and reserved the campsite for the whole week from the Boondoggle to the following weekend, and then they changed it. It's not even the following weekend; it's a whole month away. So. Uh, but huh. yeah, seems like the plan, <laughs> the plan yeah, was never uh, set. I guess, huh? 
No, it it was after it was late October by the time they figured out I guess what they were going to do with it. They were they they got a couple if you go to their uh Facebook page, they got a couple of uh short little videos and stuff on there. But uh from from Delacroix. Not a bad bad looking area. It's pretty remote though. It's out there in the middle of nowhere. Probably some crocodiles and other nasties running around out there too. So, but could be interesting for. I think that the uh, early registration is until tomorrow, and then they open it up for regular registration on Sunday. I don't know if they're holding it to a hundred anglers or not this year, a hundred teams, but. I know that that was a limitation being down in Everglades because of the permit that they had to pull for the park to be in the park and hold the event in the park. So, but it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting event if, uh, if you're inclined to uh, want to paddle or pedal a long way and uh, try to catch fish as quickly as you can. So, but and uh, let's see what. Uh, what are what are we you know Matt you kind of you kind of led into it but you know talking about putting something on your Christmas list what are what are some uh, interesting new items to go on the Christmas wish list for uh, for kayak anglers or just anglers in general anything new that rinse kit was a pretty cool idea but unfortunately I don't think it'll be ready right so yeah, I don't think it's ready you want um, a new a, a new uh, Hobie seventeen foot tandem. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. A little down and, uh, payment on that. And a trailer and an F-250 to pull it. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Going to have a trailer. A couple of guys to unload it for you and take it down to the beach and all that. That seems to be the big thing this year that I'm seeing up here is a lot of guys. Um, I saw a lot of Hobies for sale on Craigslist, I'll tell you that. <laughs> right? A lot. Oh, man. Um, what kind yeah, of Hobies? A bunch of guys are tired of having wet butts. Yeah, well, the, you know, with Hobie going to the lawn chair and all of their models now, I can imagine that you can pick up a Hobie Outback, an older one, for a pretty good price. Yeah, uh, I mean, the the cheapest I saw them still going for was like over a thousand, but yeah. I guess that's a good price. I guess that's pretty cheap, right? Well, considering the Hobie. Let's see, Austin Kayak is usually. They've got. Uh, let's see. You know, while you're looking at Austin kayaks, I just had show yeah. up at my door the other day. Um, what? One of Sending Branch's new Angler Ace uh, adjustable ferrule paddles. Uh huh. Um, that has not only the infinite adjustment of feather from zero to sixty degrees in either direction, but right. also you can adjust it in length from two hundred and forty to two hundred and fifty-five uh, centimeters. Nice. Which, yeah. That's um, actually not new. Yeah, I know well, it's new to me. But what I want to it's, it's about new is, to the it's really... new to the uh, bending branches line. It was always in the Aquabound line, though. Right. I I thought yeah. it was pretty cool. That they they finally brought it over there. Yeah, the really neat thing about it to me is that it's a really uh, a no click, not complicated, um, but very ingenious cam lock mechanism to to lock it into place. That's uh, readily adjustable on the water, depending on what you want to play with and what you want to uh-huh. do at any given time. Um, you know, I kind of wondered about how easy it would be to adjust or to move around or or to play with, or you know, whether it was a, hey, if I'm paddling this way this day, I set it up for the entire day, or if it's the kind of thing you can adjust on the fly. And that was uh, that was pretty cool that you could actually, uh, I think you could actually do that with no issues. So. Uh-huh. Just, a, just I thought it was a neat, uh, a neat thing that's out there. Certainly not uh, not new to the world, but as you say, it's been out in the, uh, the Aquabound side for quite a while. Yeah, uh speaking of paddles, did you get the word that the uh that paddle pole is at Watanabe's place, mom's place? Uh I did not. I was wondering why I hadn't heard anything from you on that. Yeah, we I couldn't find a guy that uh I was supposed to give it to to deliver it after the boondoggle. Then Watanabe was headed over to uh I think his his uh, mom and dad live up just on the north side of you, uh, up in Tampa. Okay. And he said he'd drop it off over there. You could go pick it up anytime. So 
So <laughs> never heard of Pete from him. I'll reach out and browbeat him about that. I'll send him a note right now. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's at his mom and dad's place, man. So that was as close okay. as I could get it to you <laughs> without mailing it. So cool, thanks. Yeah, I I kind of you know we talked about getting it back over here, and then I didn't hear anything from from any of the guys. And yeah, that message. Yeah, no, I just I thought I sent a message, but speaking of messages, the a message is got should go out that you know we've Grandpa Becker here, so. Congratulations. Yeah. Is everybody yeah, doing okay? Still trying, still trying to adjust to that. But, yep. Uh, <laughs> yep, mom and baby are doing well. And, uh, you know, we've already referred to him as bait. So that's, uh, we've got that out of the way early. So. Okay. Yep. Congrats. So, Thank you. Thank you very much. I don't know how well I would do with the grandpa thing, yeah, so... <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's taken a little bit to wrap my head around, but yeah, uh, it is for sure. So. Fair enough. So okay, so we got Bending Branch's new paddle. We've got the uh, all the new Hobies and stuff. I just, by the way, for folks wondering, list uh, price on the new Hobie Mirage Outback with the uh, with the new seat. The lawn chair is a $2,300, which equates to 2300 Same with the Mirage Revolution. All of the new Hobies have the have the lawn chair in them now. So I see the 11. Uh, looks wow. like a pre-order still on the uh, Revolution 16. You know that's got to be a fast boat, that long skinny thing with the Mirage Drive. Yeah, the... the uh... The revolution was always pretty quick. Yeah, and then the adventure is even even quicker. That one, that one's uh, the adventure. I, th- I thought was the sixteen footer. Well, they're coming out with the the Mirage Revolution sixteen. They got a pre order set uh, up for okay. it. It's yeah, twenty three ninety nine, and then the uh, they've got the Island Adventure and uh, Tandem Island Adventure. And the Pro Angler 17 tandem, that is just a big. I they they had it at the Boondoggle. It looked really cool. In fact, uh, Chuck and uh, Alex were out on it, and uh, Chuck was sitting in the aft seat, pedaling around, and Alex was standing up on the uh, on the forward hatch, you know, like a like a casting deck up there. So, and I, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that Chuck had. Uh, I think they got one in the shop down there. So, uh, if anybody's interested, get a hold of Redfish Chuck. He's on Monday nights, or Alex Gritschke. And uh, I know Alex does. Uh, he's a licensed captain out of there uh, around the no motor zone and all. And I think it'd be an interesting way to uh, to get an introduction into uh, kayak fishing if you've never done it. You can have a captain in the back and you're up front and get to run around in it. 17 uh, pro angler there looks looks it, it's kind of interesting i can see where it'll work i don't know if i'd want to drag that thing around but it's definitely going to need a a truck and a trailer to to launch that sucker so but can you mount uh, an outboard to the uh transmit i think <laughs> <laughs> no but big. yeah you it's, think they it's set it up that you could it looks like that they've got another, you know how in the front, up by the hatch, they've got like a, a mount that you could put a sail on it. It looks like there's another one, like a, a same kind of mount midship behind the uh, the forward seat. It looks like you could put two sails on it, so you could be running like a, a uh, an old a sloop. tall ship. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. And it actually, it looks like there's, uh, it has a skeg. Um, like if you look at the profile view of it, under the aft seat, there's the rudder, and then there's like a skeg that comes down underneath it also, I guess, to keep it straight. You know how they kind of, that that hull is not, it's 
kind of like uh, round, you know, so they got a skeg to kind of keep it straight, I think. Looks like it's on a spring or something, but that's a $5,300 kayak, so. Whew. What about fishing gear? You could have two big rigs with two torpedoes for that kind of money. Yeah, right? Wow. If I was gonna if I was gonna put that much into it, I would go with the the island adventure, you know. Put the amas out there and get some trampolines, you know, so you could at least stand up, you know, and sail that sucker twenty miles offshore. You go yeah. after those. You could go after those bass with the island adventure. Um, Down there in Florida, you go after some wahoo out there, ten miles yeah, offshore, exactly. man, two thousand feet deep. The wind was favorable, man. You could be, you know, get a good trolling speed going. Tuna would come up after you. So, yeah. so uh, Greg, you mentioned that Bull Bay Rods has got a couple of new rods. Give us some insight. Yeah, actually, one that uh, that I think is really going to be is going to do well. Um, I think it started out as a kind of an accidental conversation, but Kelly uh, uh-huh. has taken the seven foot six. Series uh, and taken a little off the tip, a little off the butt uh, in the kayak series rod, and brought it down to a seven-two with a slightly different guide spacing. Mm-hmm. That I think uh, I'm looking forward to playing with it on the water, but I think is probably going to wind up being certainly the top water rod uh, and possibly the the one hard the all-around hard bait rod that uh, that I could see needing in the kayak. Um, the one challenge I've had with the seven foot six series rods, and I, as much as I love them to pieces and, and all my seven six rods, I love the distance you cast. But when you throw a top water, you know, 500 times in a in a day's fishing, or however many times you cast it, and then twitch it all that time, that actually, you know, the the physics of that extra six inches out at the far end um, makes a difference in how your wrist and arm feels. Uh, so I, I like a seven foot rod. Uh, a spinning rod even more for for top water just to cut down on that uh, you know on that arm moment that you're that you're playing with um, and that the seven two seemed to be a really nice combination uh, it cast very well it was a little stiffer had a little bit more uh, you know a little bit more stiffness in the tip so you didn't have to work quite as hard uh-huh. to get a top water bait walking the dog or zipping or whatever it was doing but uh, still seemed to have plenty of backbone to get into larger fish even with a lighter you know, four fifteen or, or you know six to uh, six to twelve class rod. Um, right. So that that it was really attractive to me. It's still in the prototype stages, but if that pans out the way I think it's going to, uh, I think that will be a real bestseller class rod for for kayak fishermen who are looking for that. Cool. Um, and I also had a shor- shorter up, butt uh, on it. My eight foot. What's it? Yeah, it's got a shorter a shorter butt for working around uh, in the kayak. Uh, you know, six inch inch butt section plenty to get into your forearm for fighting a fish but not enough to be jabbing in the in the gut or you know whacking your elbow every time you're trying to cast or move it around inside the kayak so very cool yeah i mean you don't need if you're if you're throwing a hard bait you know a, a top water or a stick bait or something like that you got a little extra weight there and so the extra six inches on you know for for a big flats rod I mean, you just don't really need it, and you do need you don't need as whippy of a tip on on a rod when you're throwing a stick bait because you the, the stick bait's going to be dragging through the water and everything, so you get more of the tip bending than the actual uh, bait moving in the water. So that makes any sense, but so yeah, I like I like a seven seven two for that, and I've I've actually got. I think it was the last time, well, a couple of times past that we were down at Simmons, and I went into one of the bait stores there, and they had a couple of old Fluger seven foot six rods, but they were mostly, you know, from the end, from the from the reel seat to the end of the rod, it was only seven foot two, so I just cut four inches off right. of, you know, it had like a a twelve inch cork butt on each one of them, so I bought the pair for a pretty decent price. They were on sale. And I cut like four inches off of the butt of each one of them and put a new, uh, a, a new uh, rubber uh, end on it, and they make nice little seven foot two uh, hard bait rods. So, but uh, what kind of guides do they have on it? 
Are they the microwaves or? I'm sorry, I don't know if it's me breaking up on my end or if you're breaking up, but uh, I think oh. they have what kind of guides? Yes, what kind of guides? Um, they'd be available with their, you know, the custom-built ones would be available with either microwave guides or the Fuji K guides. Um, okay. I've played with the microwave guides a little bit. Um, I haven't played with them enough to uh, be convinced with either the group of people that think they're the greatest thing since individually wrapped slices of Kraft American cheese or the group that thinks, um, you know, they're, uh, you know, a steak is cheese whiz. So I, I haven't <laughs> fit in with either of those groups yet, but I have used the K guides a lot and I have found an improvement both in, in casting and uh, you know, the way that the way the rod casts and a cut down on when the occasional wind loop or whatever you want to call it does come off the spool. It doesn't tend to get hooked up in the guides as much. So I don't yeah. wind up throwing, uh, you know, throwing the Zara spook 150 yards after it snaps off at the tip. Right. Cool. Not that that ever happens. I'm just saying. No, uh-uh. it only happens during tournaments when you just seen a nice big snook and uh, you tie on a bait that you're sure that's going to happen. And when you cast it, it goes over the mangrove island and, you never see it again, so. Yeah. Yep. So. What else, man? Matt, what what else is on the Christmas list for the kayaker? Um, I'm not a big fan, but um, Railblazer has a lot of new stuff they just came out with. Um, kind of comparable to um, ram mounts and uh, and the attack stuff, where they have some new camera mounts. Uh, some new rod holders, that sort of thing. Some uh, bait boards and tablet and cell phone holders, that kind of stuff. Pretty uh-huh. cool. Um, I've never personally used their stuff. Uh, I don't really know how it performs, but um, it looks pretty cool. Uh, that's some decent decent gear for the Christmas list there. Right. Uh, I, you know, honestly, I, I don't see a lot of new stuff You know that, that popped up in the later part of this year since iCast and everything, you know. Right. Um, I did see. Yeah, I, mean, I did I notice. Used, um, go ahead. I was just going to say I have uh, used uh, the Railblazer stuff. I set up my my new Propel uh, 13, which Railblazer switched over from Scotty for some of the stuff, and decided to go all the way with it. In you know, in all the stuff in the boat, rather than mix and match. And I've been very happy with it. Uh, I like the locking uh, starport concept. Uh, I like the you know straight in, straight out instead of either. You know, trying to remember whether you got to go 270 degrees or, or you know, or 90 to get the, right. get the particular piece out of the Scotty rod mount holders. Um, I do like the variety of some of the stuff they have, uh, and uh, it's it's worked out well for me so far. The one concern I had was, uh, frankly, going to be durability because of the way the the starport appeared to to fit into the, some of the, uh, you know, the pieces fit into the starport. Right. But, uh, the way it fits in locked has proven to be very sturdy even when I've uh, either accidentally or intentionally abused it a little bit to see what was going to happen. It, it held up very well. So. Cool. The only uh, time I've ever touched those is um, we have on all of our Heroes on the Water boats for the forward rod holders, and um, we've got sand in those locking slides before, and they, they're tough to operate when you get some dirt in there. The only problem I've seen with them. I, I can see that. Yeah. Cool. I did. I did see the one little uh, note. Uh, uh, speaking of not really Railblazer, but um, the folks I know that. Uh, oh man, not remembering names tonight. But the Sea Tug is one of my favorite kayak uh, um, wheel kits, right? And I saw that note on. Swapping out the pads to get it underneath a uh, under a uh, native watercraft. Have you tried that yet, Greg? I have not, but I'm about to. You're about yeah, to. Yeah, I see people switching them over. Is it puts them? In, it reverses them. The only thing then was how would you get your? I guess I haven't played with it yet. I saw it, and the next time I take the the kayaks out, which will probably be Christmas week, but. Um, I, I'm going to try it, but I think getting the strap, we ha- might have to redo the strap on the other side of the pads or something like that to get it tightened on there so that it won't pull right. them off of the, 
the the pieces, but that looks like that will solve that problem to get them up under between the uh, between the pontoons on the hull there. Right, it'll yeah, save us uh, that you know, custom carving. Yeah, exactly. Get the block on there. Oh. And uh, the only other yeah, new thing with that. the sea tug is um, the guys that are putting the wheelies wheels on them. I got right. one of those. That's, that's the dream cart, man. Is that it? Oh, you'll never go back to any other cart once you get those wheelie wheels on a on a sea tug. It's amazing. <laughs> Just glides over the sand and everything. Yeah, I mean, um, with the big rig, that, that's a pretty heavy boat. I don't even have to put a strap around that thing with that cart. I can pull it over the sand and it doesn't fall off. Pretty amazing. Oh. Very cool. It's another one of our, our friends from New Zealand down there. But Yeah, yeah and those are the guys from the kayak fishing store that invented the uh, the conversion kit for putting the wheelies on there. Oh, really? Was Paul in yeah, there? Yeah, Paul. Paul and, and uh, well, Bob, he's a machinist for DuPont. He uh, he invented the conversion kit, and now Paul makes them in his machine shop. And they, really? they sell the kit from at the kayak fishing store there. Oh, i got to check that out. So Yeah, it's pretty neat. If you already have a sea tug, um, you, you could just send the uh, the two braces that the wheels go on, basically the axle portions. Right. They'll modify them. For, they'll do all the labor and modify it for you. Install the kit and they and they sell the wheelie wheels, and then they'll send send it right back to you. And all you gotta do is put your saddles on there and you're ready to roll. Very cool. I was just looking to see where they had it here. Carts and accessories. I don't think tub. they have it on their website yet. Oh, they don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Um, I think they're kind of feeling it out still to make sure that none of ours break within a year. <laughs> But, right. Uh, yeah, um, they'll do it for you uh, if you want it. I mean, the kit's like forty oh. bucks. The, the the expensive part is the the cart itself, the Sea Tug, which right. I believe is like a hundred thirty. Yeah. And then the wheelie wheels are the expensive part because they're like seventy nine a piece. I think they are. The wow. wheels are the really expensive part. Yeah, but those are those real fat, low pressure. Air tires yeah. and they just float over float the sand. Float on sand tires, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that's kind of a new thing. They they just started doing that in the middle of the summer uh -huh. this past year. Very so cool. I, I don't know. Maybe they're waiting kind of for one of ours to break before they announce <laughs> it. <laughs> but I, I don't know. That thing's pretty solid. I don't I don't see it breaking anytime right. soon at all. Very cool. Nicely done. That looks like a great idea. So. If you have any pictures of that, are there pictures on the website, or do you have pictures of that? I did a I did a whole video on it, like a little commercial. It's actually on okay. my on my website and YouTube. Uh, I forget my YouTube address. <laughs> well, what's your website? Uh, my website is theplastichull.net. And. Uh, can simply just type kayak cart in the search there and it'll pop right up for you. Very cool. Yeah, Plastichull.net. Yeah. Trucks. Matt, yak jump. So. Get the big rig on the front page. Nice. It's snowing on my website. <laughs> it is snowing on your website, man. <laughs> yes. Yeah, look, you have great gifts under hundred dollars for kayak anglers. I do, and I have great gifts under fifty too. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of went down the list of stuff that I've um, purchased in the past and have used and has proven to be effective and last its lifetime and make things easier for. Any kayak angler out there. Right. Yeah. Stuff that's pretty affordable. Uh, I mean, it's not all necessities. Like, I got I got a uh, Bluetooth speaker up there. I just like to have music when I'm out there paddling right. around. But, um, yeah, everything else is like a little bit of rigging stuff, a uh, little bit of accessories, that kind of, that kind of thing. 
I don't have paddles or PFDs because they're all over a hundred bucks. But right. anything else, pretty much covers. Cool. That looks like a pretty good little conversion kit, there, man. It looks uh, the mullet Miller axle conversion. Nice. Yeah, and I got the little video up there. You can play that, and kind of just shows me using the thing. It's a little commercial for the guys that did for him. But does the cart still break down like it did before after that conversion kit on there? It sure does. Really? Cool. Yeah, the only thing that's changing is the axle. It's making it a little bit thicker. It's uh, huh. using a stainless steel axle. And um, it's using one of those uh, those clip pins, the, the pin with the, the uh, circular piece of hardware that flips over it. Right. I forget what they're called exactly. Clevis pin, something like that. Right. And then the, uh, uh, the wheelie cool. wheel just slides off, and then you can take the pads off, and then... You can break the uh, the main portion of the cart, just like how you normally would break down a sea tug. Mm -hmm. And believe it or not, that whole thing fits in the front of my Cuda. Nice. Which isn't a, it's a nice yeah. hatch, but it's not that big. And it fits in there. So you don't have to leave it laying at the, at the launch site or drag it in the water behind you. Yeah, or strap it into your tank well and take up all that space, right? Uh-huh. So it fits in there. It'll fit in the front of a native Slayer, I'm sure. Um, Probably. It'll definitely fit in a Hobie. They've they've pretty big front hatches on those boats. Awesome. Well, I think we've come around the horn, and uh, looks like uh, another good evening of chat and uh, discussion on Christmas gifts and new ideas and where some people are fishing. So, say we do it again next week. Uh, game plan? You, is there any fishing in anybody's future here for the next week, or are we all just uh, busy wrapping it up, get ready for the holidays? Uh, as I alluded to earlier in the program, I actually have not fished in the recent past. However, I've got plans for uh, to get out this Sunday morning. I'm going to be dealing with a just after full moon, but uh -huh. uh, that'll make for some and good water flow and some of the best ballooners of the sea of the, the season. So uh, right. we're gonna it's plus it's an opportunity and Robert's gonna get his uh you know his new new to him boat out for the first time since uh since he got it in June which kills me but it is what it is. But we're looking to get out there foot, actually uh, you got a twelve foot ultimate, yeah. right? Cool. Correct. Correct. So uh, I had a friend of mine uh, here who was looking to get into kayak fishing and was really looking for a decent boat. So he's got my Altura, uh, uh -huh. my uh, Kevlar fiberglass rocket, and uh, his dad and a couple of other folks want to get out fishing as well and learn a, bit, a little bit about the areas we fish. So I figured it was a good opportunity to get out there and have you know help loading and unloading the boats and everything else. So uh, there you go. We'll be out there. All right. Well, we'll look forward to a report next week then. Absolutely. How about you, uh, Matt? It's still, it's uh, it don't be... look like any fishing's going on this weekend. We're supposed to get a nice weather front through here. It's supposed to pretty much rain all weekend until like Sunday afternoon. So Sunday afternoon, it looks like um, I got a new rifle, so I think I'm going to go down to the range and shoot some uh, steel targets with that. That'll be a good time. Sounds like fun. Nice. Yeah, we'll be on we'll be on the range Saturday morning. Like I said, there's a. Uh, 112 and 120 competition this weekend. So getting first event of the year for the for uh, Mr. Bradley there. Get the clone out. Get him started on his mins for the year. So, but we will be fishing Christmas week somewhere, somewhere south. I'm not going to say the F word because I don't want to jinx any weather. I haven't been too bad lately, so we'll see what happens. But. Other than that, guys, it was fun. It was good to see, talk to everybody after a couple of weeks off, and uh, we'll do it again next week. Greg, uh, again, congrats on the new addition to the family there. Hope everybody uh, stays well. And, uh, Matt, you stay warm up there, and we'll see you next week. Thank you, sir. All right. Good night, everybody. Kayak Fish Radio, Monday nights. Kayak, uh, kick it off with uh, Redfish Chuck and uh, on the uh, – 
Wednesday nights, we've got the uh, Low Sodium Show with uh, Mark uh, Lanny Crew Wheeler, and we'll be back here next uh, week on Thursday. So join us, and uh, we'll talk some more kayaks. Good night, everybody. We'll see you next time.